Uh, on a hypothetical zero, we're going to clap. So three, two, one, clap. Okay, okay, you ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. All right, we're going to do one Yo, more. Yo, guys, I'm next. so stupid. Um, I thought that we were supposed to applaud. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I heard. I thought I was like hearing the echo or something because I heard like. Many I of thought them. you were. I thought you were doing. I thought you were doing like a Siskel and Ebert like at the movies outro. All right, we're all gonna. We're all gonna. <laughs> Nick, you're the most compliant person on fucking earth. Welcome to Reasonable Beef. My name's Tim Kish. You're you're listening to the show. Uh, I'm here with my guy. That's me, Dom. And who's our guest? Who's with us today? Hey guys, Nick. It's Nick from Coward. I'm back. Yes, he's back. A, a longtime favorite guest, uh, friend of the beef, reigning champ. Welcome. We uh, we watched a movie. We watched Scoob. If you can't tell, yeah. it's a, uh, a new Warner Brothers Warner animated picture. <laughs> thing does anyone anyone have any background on this on the production background of this at all this this seems like the thing that michael would have loved to do yeah love to have done uh but did not do i know a little i know okay. but this give is um if you if either of you read the wikipedia page you know this as well um no give it to me didn't even bother so they announced this quite a while ago this was like and i and i kind of remember because i remember originally I, I was reading on the wikipedia that it used to be called scoob like a what do you call it when it's the it's like s c o o b and it was like supposed to stand yeah, for something yeah yeah like an agency right yeah yeah and um oh. and then that didn't happen and this but this guy this the, the director what's his name tony romo what's his name yes what, uh, no it's tony romo yeah famous the uh, tony servone uh, uh, right yo um is that his name, Tony Sturvon? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, that's that was real. Oh wow! Um, and he's been doing uh, Hanna Barbera shit for a very long time. He has he's a lot mm-hmm. of Tom and Jerry shit on his resume. He also we, was the animation director on. <laughs> oh, I got this Tom Jam. and Jerry shit on my resume. <laughs> hey, this happens. But I was surprised that like it, weirder weirder than maybe spa- him being the not weird but I- interesting him being the Space Jam anima- animation director. He was also. A storyboard artist on the Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I find very funny that he was like mm. directing like Tom and Jerry feature films, and then was just did like storyboard work for an unanimated movie. I mean, I don't know. That's so funny. So I, I'm curious. And so, what the, is storyboard work exactly? Because this that's that's like a big gripe I have with this one is like I think the animation in this, much like its predecessor Scooby Doo, is really ugly and really cheap. And, and very confusing and perplexing and strange. I don't mind the style like, I, of everybody, and I it's, I didn't even ask. But that's, the, that's the thing. That's the thing. I don't I don't think I mind the style. It's just like some. It, it just looks so cheap. Like the everybody that's not a main character looks really terrible. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, I really, thought it was really pretty. Bad. I thought it was pretty hit or miss. There were times when I like there are moments. There are individual shots of this movie that look great. Yeah, and then sure. the like the minute the camera starts to move or the minute there's a transition, it falls apart. Yeah, it it's bizarre. It's a weird one, and and I think uh, to to as we start talking about this, we can set the tone that yes, this is for this is for kids. We have a there's a friend of ours um, who has a daughter of the right age for this. Loved it. There was applause at the end of it. So, well, I'm worried for her. I'm worried for the kid. <laughs> Come on, it's concerning, really. Yeah. Um, no, it is. 
but it, so it's fitting the bill of like it is there's plenty to look at it's doing that fine but it is a weird one that reads very much to me. And Tim, you kind of said this already, but the biggest thing I took away from this was, oh, there were a thousand people trying to tell these people what right. to make. It was a thousand people. I haven't said it yet in this episode, but uh, I, we will get there and you can you can start with that point. Yes, a hundred million from scene to scene, like a different person. Yeah. Like one of those YouTube things where like one person does uh, each individual frame of something until it's a complete yeah. movie. That's this movie. And it's a bummer because I always, especially with something like Scooby Doo, it has like such a, like animation people love Scooby Doo. And it's just, ha- it's, I mean, just pe- in general, it's like got like a very warm place in everyone's heart for some fucking reason. I don't really know how that happened exactly. I mean, we have the kind of like merchandising, well, bitch. Merchandising, yeah. But I mean, I guess. And I'll go into that later. With us. I don't know. I, we have the like, you know, I, early 2000s, like the, you know, Zombie Island and all that stuff kind of swinging around and being fun for us. And we, and, we were the exact age that they wanted for that, and it worked. Because now look at us. We fucking watched Scoob on the opening weekend, you know? Like, Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a it bums me out because you can tell that the, the animation's good. And by, by that, I mean the literal, like, the way they move and stuff. None of that ever read to me as bad or, like, cheap or rushed or even, even which is... I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, just Simon Cowell... In in a key scene in this movie, looks absolute like almost <laughs> yeah, but, worse than the Shrek. But that's 2 not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking not about the modeling stuff because that's a whole different animal. I mean the literal like animation of Scooby and yeah, Shaggy running but around. That's, that's, that's what I fun. mean. Like I, I think sometimes you could just see where the money was spent. A lot of times, like so, uh, when you see Scooby and Shaggy up close, uh, a lot of times it'll have like really really smooth, nice animation, kind of doing like the. I, I I don't I forget what the word is, but like when when old cartoon characters kind of bounce a little bit, yeah, um, yeah, like you kind of morph and like snap, the squash and stretch. Uh, but then baby. like everybody that's yeah yeah squash and stretch. Thank you. That's that's exactly what I was looking for. Um, bend and snap was what I was finding. <laughs> bend and snap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like nobody, I I think that it, it's kind of person to person and scene to scene, and and sometimes the quality is really there, and then other times it's it's the like a little girl strangely running up to an apple cart. <laughs> yeah. Like like nobody has any particular detail to them, but they're they're the focus of the scene. I, I don't know, like like aesthetically, this movie seems very confused. It's, it was definitely confused. and very cheap. Yeah, definitely confused. Uh, even even in like the 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 opening has just like um. So I, I'll start there, just just to kind of sorry to to take over the conversation, but just for the opening, I, I think is very strong. Um, I, I think it was yeah, very I liked it nice. when they were kids. It, and it was all. cheesy and yeah, it was cheeky and cheesy or cheeky. It's cheesy and sentimental. Uh, but but kind of nice um, and very clear aesthetically, like what was going on. It was cute. It was. And fun. Then I feel like as soon as we get out of that, the tone drastically shifts into that Simon Cowell scene, as does like the aesthetics of the movie, and that's just where everything begins to get crazy rocky. Well, I don't know. I mean, I was worried even before the Simon because like the minute we're not even ten minutes into the movie, and Shaggy takes Scoob back to his room. And we get the Blue Falcon set up, and I was just like, oh, they're not going to let this be a Scooby-Doo movie, even for a minute. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, but I guess I didn't know what that was going to mean. Like, if in any other movie... Right. That, it could mean anything, yeah. yeah. Like, assume you don't know what's coming after that. That could just be like, okay, so they're planning but the... They both want to be heroes. Your point and is made, though, et cetera, in et cetera. that it does... Like, the next scene is basically like... Yeah, they waste We haven't no even time. seen them be the mystery team. Squat, what the hell do they call themselves? Yes. Mystery Inc. Mystery Incorporated. Yeah, they, we don't even Please watch get that it right. happen. And then there's immediately these like discussions about, and I understand 
but let me finish my sentence. I gotta stop doing that. There's immediately these discussions about who, what each of their places is in the team and who they are to each other and who's important. And oh, Scooby and Shaggy aren't important. They're just like not. And that's what we we say that. And I understand that to a, to an extent. That's there's something fun about that. It's like yes, you got every Scooby Doo's been on air for you know how many fucking years now. Fifty years sure. or something like that. You, Sixty years. You know yeah. Scooby Doo. You know Shaggy and Scooby. You know that they hide and they're scared. So let's just we're gonna cut the shit and you understand the team dynamic. Here you go. I understand that to an extent, but like it felt bizarre in this movie where they've earned zero of our like trust that we like them as a team or that we get the yeah. Like it just was weird. I don't know, I, man. When they were, well, I think it's know, been I, lo- it's been long enough between this and the last Scooby Doo. Just anything that I think that. They could have done another like origin of the team kind of thing. I get it. It's almost the Marvel instinct, the, the Spider Man instinct to not want right, to do another origin know, movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's been like 20 years since the, it's the last like, I, movie. I didn't need to see well, the but, origin. But, hang on. I just wanted My to see them is, be the mystery team, like do the thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and I think I think that's that's Nick's gripe, like at, at the core. Why do right? we watch Scooby Doo? Why, like, what's fun about Scooby Doo is the exactly. mysteries. Yeah, you want you even if you watch like even the old cartoons from the '60s, it's like there's a build. It is it is legitimately like a mystery show. You know what I mean? Sure. Right. And but my my counterpoint to that is that uh, Scooby Doo, where are you? Is that show? As as the series is progressed, like you're getting into like Scooby Doo unlocks a portal of thirteen evil ghosts <laughs> and has to put them back in the Phantasmagoria box. Right, right, right. You know true. what I mean? Like it, it it does get a little little a feel. Yeah, I, we all remember when Shaggy like was a werewolf who had to compete in a drag race. We I know. Right. But. <laughs> I'm f- I mean that stuff's fun. That's fine and all. It's just I, you know what it is. It's because it's like again. Let's take it for what it sets up. Fuck everything. Like. Don't worry about the history, even though it's very much counting that we are resting on the history of Scooby-Doo and Hanna-Barbera and all that stuff. Let's just forget about that. And in the movie, the only I think the reason that it bums me out is because it what when they were kids and they go into that haunted house, it was cute. It was fun. I liked it. I liked the way it looked. Yes, I, I liked agree. the animation. I liked the way it was moving. It was like fun. And I was like, oh, <laughs> neat. All right. So it's like, is that what we're up to? And then it's like immediately not like that. And, yep. and maybe that's because yeah. they thought that was quaint and that was the throwback to like, haha, they're kids and look, this is how it starts. Yeah, like here, here's the story. Here's a little bit of this. I know you're looking for a little bit of this, but here's actually the story that we're going to tell. It really, um, it's a bummer, and, dude. And that's, that's, go ahead. Yeah, that, that just exemplifies the, the million different directions it's going in. No, I'm sorry, please finish your point. <laughs> I was going to say, it bums me out with this kind of stuff. I mean, I, as I follow a lot of animation people and, just artists in general, and I saw mm-hmm. from these and, people. And they go lots of places yeah. and hang out in the park. From their personal <laughs> accounts, there are people like at, on the lead up to Scoob that week being like, I did this, and here's here's some art that I did, and I storyboarded a sequence. Blah, blah. Like, And you see that these are people who are passionate about, like especially, again, something like Scooby-Doo, which is like a staple of just cartoons and and. I don't know like that feels like a dream thing to work on and it always in animation especially it like always bums me out when these things don't land the way that clearly most people who worked on it wanted it to when it's Scooby you can assume when it's Scooby-Doo the animators were like sick like that's all I'm getting to do fucking Scooby-Doo that's fun and you can even in the I, I read an interview with the director and like he's he he's been doing all the you know he did all the Tom and Jerry things he as to, he is in that world. He understands it, and he obviously had a lot of knowledge of like Scooby Doo history and when the show first started airing. And it's always like a bummer because you're like, I I just feel the Warner Brothers 
blender happening to it and i don't want yeah. you know not to oh, always, yeah. not to just blame it on the specter of the notes that this every draft of the script was getting but but it's i think that's valid to an extent you can, you can feel it in a movie like this definitely this was a yeah, weird I, fucking movie yes above all else it's it's very odd um, when did and, when and did you when it, i'm sorry when did you guys tap out just curious uh, i've tapped out a couple times and i I mean, like, when were you, like, because I can tell you that, like, I, I it was happening happening to me so vividly when they're, it must have been, like, 15 minutes into the movie, when they're getting chased by the scorpion robots in the bowling alley, and they, like, get cornered in that sounds alleyway cool. behind it. When you just said that, though, I was like, ah, I can yeah. see how when they said that out loud, they were like, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, sure. I guess, but, that, like... <laughs> I was already so done with it that I literally st- I stopped paying attention to the movie because I had begun fantasizing like <laughs> right. about the robots just catching them and like killing them like horror. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Nick was like, "They deserve to be." There is no, there's no unmasking at the end of this. And then, like when I tuned back in, they were in like Falcon spaceship, and I was like, oh, "Okay, something happened." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that to, it's the weirdest in their first movie of a reboot to to immediately split them up and do something like that, and to immediately crack it open into like there's superhero shit in this world, and Scooby Doo's the fucking is is Jesus Christ. Like it's like, uh, yep. all right, wait, let's hold on, right? Like, there's yeah, it, it it's a lot. Ryan Ryan Blewett said um, best. That's Scoop. You find out Scooby is the ultimate dog god descendant in the third one you know you don't we're not you don't do that in the in the first time we're hanging out with these new versions you know it's like in, I, but that, that's what's so funny about this shit is that it, this is the marvel i'm, I'm sorry nick please what, what's your point I, I was I, gonna I say I have, we it's weird we've been doing the scooby as jesus christ thing since like the james gunn movie right like wasn't that in that movie too like he was like yeah there's like a, a perfect pure soul or something <laughs> Wasn't that literally it? That was why Scrappy Doo wanted to absorb him because he was like divine (laughs) in the like in just the filth of Hollywood and just the the muck of this corrupt (laughs) system. There are just these studio heads at the top that are like Scooby Doo is pure. You know, it's they're always pushing that he's like (laughs) you save the dog. They got they got the brand Bible and they're like, yes, this is literal. (laughs) <laughs> a thousand percent Scooby must always be pure yeah alright and in this scene Scooby washes the feet of Dick Dastardly in, in an act of forgiveness <laughs> I wish we had seen Dick Dastardly's feet oh, yeah what are you mean, doing? We, uh, can we talk about okay so the <laughs> you gonna do, you gonna talk about a it? certain section of the internet uh, went, <laughs> went wild over his his beautiful girl disguise which I feel like is a really funny gag Dude, and I had what's a frustrating about this movie is that there's a lot of really funny gags, and, and there's really funny gags in a way that's like very wry and and fourth wall breaking. Then there's funny gags that are like, oh, that's like a a, a spot on uh, 1969 season one Scooby Doo joke, and it it's frustrating because I can't. I, this is a bad movie. It's objectively, I yeah. think it is a very, it is not a good movie. But all of the parts individually are not working together cohesively. But like, watch clips. I guess is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. there's some stuff in here that that's worth worth <laughs> laughing at. I did. I I loved the debimbofication of uh, Dick Dastard. I I thought the like what I really wanted to see was like I wanted him to take. I wanted him to seduce Fred to the point where like Fred was fucking him and then he takes the mask off. Like yeah. Made <laughs> yeah, I wanted that too, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted that. If I had one note for Scoob. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also, I, I capped uh, Dick saying dick a lot, which makes me laugh. Dick. It's all in my Twitter. Dick. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but there's like Dick Dastardly also doesn't he his character design is fucking every character design is like very faithful except they made Dick Dastardly like very hot like Dick Dastardly doesn't look like that dude what is happening what are you saying about hold on a second are you out of your mind he's the only one that does look like the the original no that's oh my god look up a picture of Dick Dastardly I did what (laughs) What is wrong with both of the. the fact that you're, yeah, you're right. Okay, I see in the difference. He has a big nose. <laughs> that was what you just heard was me being like, "You're ridiculous." He's not hot, and then never mind. And then Google searching Dick Dastardly and going, oh, "Hold on." <laughs> no, I see what you're Wait, saying. Did they make him hotter? In comparison, it's the, the if you look at like the the old cartoon one with his big stupid hat, and then him being like jacked with the big chin, it is very yeah. that is different. It's pretty different. Hmm. I liked. I, I did think like. They're both hot. Oh, Tim, I did like <laughs> the um. The, at the at the end of it, when it's like Shaggy standing at the gates of hell, and Scooby Doo has entered to sacrifice himself to suffer in hell for eternity, and and they're like putting. He's like putting his paw up to the you know, stone yeah. obelisk thing. I wanted to just like, I wish you could watch the beginning of the movie where it's like California. And it's like down on oh, Venice boardwalk. And then just a hard cut. I will be sealed. Yeah. Also, you know, I like, what is this? No raggy. I will suffer for all eternity. <laughs> I, I want to know. I tweeted this a couple of days, but I like genuinely. I was gonna. I was almost thought of asking Dom because I feel like Dom would know. But like, why is every family movie like? It seems like every family movie that has come out in the past five years is about closing a portal. We love a portal, yeah. man. We love a portal. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you what. It's it's anti-immigrant propaganda. To be honest. <laughs> Whoa. It's, it's fucking. All of these remans are gonna run through, reeling our reeling our robs, unless we rut the rortle. Rut row. No, oh, soins. I think they're just trying to, you know, maybe have a better life. <laughs> you rucking Romulanist. Good terrible Scooby Doo. My Shaggy was also ba- was it was Morty. I couldn't even. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's okay. This is a, this is a terrible bit anyway. Nobody nobody mind. Hey, um, yes, but you're right. Just scoob. It's this scab. does like, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to talk yeah. about, man, because it it is just such a it, the whole thing. No, a I, mush. wait. I, I had a I I had a point. I had a point. No, no, I'm telling um, you, it's hard to talk about. <laughs> it's hard. To, <laughs> you're having trouble. No, but Nick, the thing about the portal is, is spot on because this movie really does hit all of the. Uh, we talk about like the moves all the time, like for these kids movies, right? Yeah. They hit all of, all of the beats. There's literally a line where Scooby kind of almost looks at the camera and says, we've changed. Well, we've kind of been through a lot. <laughs> it's like, no, you haven't. You had one conversation. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You can't just say we did character development almost literally. Yeah. But regardless, it, it, 
it, it does things like, you know, it, it really does hit all the spots. Like it's a, it's also a very tired lesson that they learn, right? Right. Like, oh, well, friends can grow and can change and they can still stay your friend. Like, I feel like we just saw something that was this. My, right? my well, problem with fucking everything. The, even those conclusions to me in this in this movie again, and I feel a little fucking silly. We're talking about Scoob, you know. Of course, rated G. Well, no, but, but, but like but kids' movies, we should PG. want better for kids. We, we certainly should want should better watch, for children's movies. We certainly movies. should want hey, want better for kids. And in, in, in continue in continuing my theory, real quick, every movie rated PG has a weird fucking tone sometimes. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just saying, like, yeah. I under, yes, we should want better. There is a ridiculousness to a certain extent. But I, I think my bummer with this, and, and maybe this is because in a kid's movie, like, I felt, even in, the, in those first scenes, in the first scene where it's like Shaggy is a kid, I hated, I really, I really did not like that the way we find out that he's lonely is by his iPod shuffling lonely songs. It's like, just, why don't... All that takes is he, why he talks about he told his mom he was going out to hang out with his friends. Fucking put, let's see him in the house leaving. And she's like, where are you going? And he goes, oh, I'm, I'm hanging out with my friends. And she's like, oh, I'm so glad you're finally making friends. And then he's all by himself and he there's no one wants to hang out. We get right. it. Cool. And then Scooby-Doo, the, the, the pup that's being people are freaked out because he talks or whatever. We, cool. But I think Warner just really likes doing synergy because like. You have all of, here's some oh, songs, God, dude. It, just for no reason. Like here's songs, uh, and then you have nice Wonder Woman costume. Yeah. You know, what and, and it was like, Wonder hey, Woman and Harry Potter, and of they course, name checked both their other yeah. franchises. Favorite, and, and who could forget? Weird, famous weird WB joke. property, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Bader Ginsburg <laughs> in a very weird, in a very weird joke. <laughs> like I, don't, yeah. I don't quite understand where where the joke is. Uh, what do you? What Harry Potter house are you in? She's like, I'm Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and he goes, Oh, Slytherin. Uh, she says. Oh, she says she's a Supreme what Court. What is that joke for? Right. I feel so stupid. I literally, re- and maybe I was paying attention, but I after she said that, I thought of Judge Judy, and I was like, "Does WB own Judge Judy?" Because I thought it was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's. Ju- Judge Judy Judy Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But that's fair. And then even to that point, you you can't. Here's the problem: is you can't do those things without being kind of wry. So even the Simon Cowell thing. That is f- like they were dead set for whatever fucking reason on that being a plot point and that being a thing. Simon Cowell wants to invest yeah. in Mystery Inc. Well, oh, all right, whatever. Okay, and then you can't do that seriously though. Like then you can't you can't then make that a legitimate moment for the characters or for the story because it has to be funny because it's fucking Simon Cowell. And then because of that, every and they do that every time through the movie where it doesn't let you sit for one second and anything actually matter or be earnest. Even the like ending, right. even the ending of the lesson. Yeah, even Shaggy in the portal. Yeah, yeah. it's like it doesn't, it, nothing, nothing just it bees a moment, which that's, that drives me crazy, especially in something like this where it's like, it is a kid's movie and it is Scooby-Doo. Just let it be fucking cute. Let it have... Well, but that's... Uh, even if there's a f- big cheesy friendship lesson at the end, just sink your teeth in and do it. Don't be like, you know, not, everything doesn't have to have a little backhanded joke at the end of it or like a point out of like, wow, we've really learned a lot or like, it just, it, well, it, it all feels so insecure yeah. to me and I think the insecurity about it comes from the fact that they were getting yes. a thousand angles on this. They were getting, the, you do not do this, yes, make insecurity it this. Insecurity is a great word. I hate that. Sorry, sorry. No, okay, I'm done. That was it. <laughs> I, I ate it too. Um, I was gonna say just to, just to piggyback off of that, the the one thing that I did like later later did not pay off at all, frustratingly. Um, but I, I really liked the fact that Muttley was presumed dead. You know what I mean? Like when when they introduced that know, that plot God. point, like oh that's his motivation. Wow, that's actually uh, it's kind of nice. 
Like, I, I, I really did like that. But ultimately, the follow through on that is like, ah, and he gets his friend back. Like, Daphne's reaction was my reaction, which is and, and there's a there's a bit of that in this movie, I think. I think part of it knows that it's a little bit like not the best animated movie in the entire universe uh, or, or knows that they're not like, you know, following through on, on everything that they should be. Um, but yeah. th- that's the thing I just found very yeah. frustrating that like we didn't see any growth or motivation with him based on that fact yeah that was just his, I thought, just the reason he was doing his thing. i thought at the end especially when it was like man and be you know best friend and the dog and whatever i understand that scooby was the descendant but i was like oh is it is it gonna be the bad guys and that's gonna be like they're redeemed or whatever i don't know it's just not nothing nothing got taken seriously enough because even that because you got to remember remember at the, at the excuse me at the point in the movie where they where they set up that there's a portal to the underworld or whatever however they phrase it then you find out right. that the dog is dead, and then you're like, he wants to go to hell? To hell. To save his dead dog? <laughs> and I was like, this is, pr- I like that. Like, that's, this I kind of can't This believe- was idea number one for the Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> we're doing a feature film. Yeah, I had this dog I fucking hated, and I always thought, like, if I could go to hell and <laughs> save him. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. It, it's, again, it, it eventually becomes silly because people click it. Families put it on and they know it's Scooby-Doo. And to to most yeah. adult people, even our age, most people, first of all, wouldn't give this a second thought. So wouldn't spend enough time with it to have the even opinions that we have on it right now. They're just going to be like, ah, oh, yes. fucking Scooby-Doo, whatever. Who cares? A Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. To, to be clear, we are stupid. Yeah. I would like <laughs> to make that What we're doing right now is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Nick, what were you, what did you see about the numbers? Like, cause I think the trolls too had like a massive record breaking VOD thing, but, but you, you posted something earlier that Scoob is, I guess better. It's on track to do better than trolls. And, and here's how I feel about, cause we can talk about like what this means for like the future of theaters or whatever. But I think that what this has definitely proven is that direct to video releases are absolutely the way to go for kids movies. I feel like. Yes. A thousand percent. Yep. I mean, I think that's just where they should live now, probably. Have you ever seen a child in a movie theater? It's a nightmare. Oh, I, yeah, it sucks. I hate it. So I went to see... I, I don't even like the fucking Avengers movies, okay? My dad dragged me... What a reverse relationship. My father right. <laughs> dragged me to see... Um, uh, Civil War. I wanted, I wanted to see the new Robert Redford picture, but my dad wanted to drag me to see the Avengers. He dragged me to see Civil War, and I we were and, watching Death Wish on the original nine millimeter or whatever print. I don't know, thirty five. What's yeah. what's a film print? Yeah, you, the uh, print, it was you a thirty five millimeter. I might have been sixteen. Might have been sixteen. I I'll look it up later and uh, make it. A minute. Anyway, and so I'm I'm watching this movie. I don't even fucking like. And there's a kid playing with an iPad at like full blast, like two rows. Ahead. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm mad at the kid because I want to be able to pay attention to the movie to know why I don't like it. Like it, it was it was a <laughs> ridiculous experience. Yeah. I even mentioned from the like t- to your point of that home video is a way to go for kids things. I'm it's it's a full win in the the parent corner because. Even though, try as they might, AMC's, you know, the bar that says, I know you've brought your kids, have three shots. Forget, even though that's now there in every <laughs> right. theater, it's yeah. not quite the same. you got to worry about I just, even from me having the 12-year gap with Will, my little brother, like I remember being 18 and taking like a four-year-old to a, a movie and it was like a nightmare. Like even if it was true, it was rated G, it was four kids, whatever it was, it's very difficult and all you're worried about is, is the kid going to be quiet 
are they, do they got to pee? Am, am I going to accidentally oh, yeah. get invested in this stupid movie? And then the kid wants oh, yeah. to leave and I'm going to, and I'll be like, sorry, I know that you're about to pee your pants, but like there's some very important character development happening in this. Yeah. I, you're I've fucking up Thomas and the magic railroad. So to, to, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never seen a child just do it all the way through or just sit down and watch a movie all the way but through. So then parents without are like, getting up and wandering around. Yeah. Oh wait. So I get to have the same idea of, I need two hours to go by. And I just get right. to do it in my, like, it's the living room and I get to, you know, put the fucking, I get to grab a silly straw and drink wine. Like, right. sure. And it is a premium experience. It is a premium experience technically. Like, it doesn't feel like a, like a direct-to-video thing. No. I and, mean, it just feels like a bad feature film. But, and there's there's definitely stuff for parents here to laugh at and enjoy. And it does enough nostalgia baiting that I think that if you're if you're enough of a dumb guy... Like a dumb family guy, you're gonna be into this. Well, you just go on your phone. Um, you, just, you know, just chuck along with your family. It's 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 fine. But it's if you're if you're a refined connoisseur, brain genius of animation like us, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, no, so yeah, I don't think this is. It's gonna no, make it's any no dead. Hotel Transylvania three. No, it's so true. <laughs> Which is a fine film. I it will is. stand by it. I think it's really good. Is that I will have you know, Mikey Heller did not watch any of them and loved them. After he was on this program, mm. did we make a like of, uh, did we make a booze cruise joke about that? But like boo, like b o o apostrophe s. Oh, I like that. That's pretty good. That should be in the movie. You should retroactively go back. I don't need it to be in the movie. I need it to be in that episode of Beef. So that yeah. that's the only. This is my outlet. But I don't think you can't, you can't do like so, a, you can't do like a like a contextual joke on the show. I can do whatever I want. You have to it has to be about like a dick and balls. It can't be like a <laughs> joke that would have been good in the movie. Wait, how about you like this? Ready for this? Hold on. Um, suck my dick and balls, goldfish. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was thinking about that earlier. Um, the sack that suckles back goldfish. You could put that in Scooby Doo. You could. Yeah, so let's talk about because I because I know Nick, you have some strong opinions about. Um, the future of cinema. Let's hear it. The future oh, I mean, of I the theatrical that, experience. What, what a fucking question. <laughs> are, you, are, you talking to me, are you asking me about if I think theaters are going to like become I, a thing of the past? Well, they might, I, think yes. they, I think they'll be like a, a niche thing. I don't know, man. Did you see Variety just published this, uh, this exclusive article that like 70% of moviegoers say that like now that, now that the genie's kind of out of the fucking bottle with just getting new movies right in their home, they say they prefer to watch them that way. And I, and I I don't know. I think that if we yeah. want to talk about the pandemic or whatever, I think that post this, I think that a lot of shit is just going to be different. Like, I think that the way that people work is going to be different. I think the way that, like, people, I think that more people are just going to wind up, like, ordering shit now, like groceries and all that stuff. And I think the movie theaters are going to be included in that as this right. thing that starts to see, like, uh, decreasing returns because of the pandemic. I think that people like, as I, much as I value yeah. the theater experience... I think you're I right. I think that people really like the convenience. I think that you're right well, in that depends. there being a decrease. I do think that I don't think it will be as drastic as the doomsday feeling is right now. And I also find it really funny to get to like take a poll while everyone is still on in quarantine and ask them, do you like watching movies at home? Like it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like a, a prison, like asking prisoners, like, "Do you like wet bread?" And they're like, "Yeah, I actually, really do. It's very good." Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Here, here's here's what's heartbreaking to me. They th- this kind of could have been avoided. They've had ten years to figure this out, right? Like like a vod, um, like exclusive. Uh, right. In theaters at home experience, but limit like, the window. Just, yeah, limit now, the, the theatrical release or whatever. 
Sure. Or, or, or just like have have negotiations, have your own platform, for God's sakes, like have AMC have their own like streaming platform oh, where yeah. things that are in theaters can stream. Like they, these are things that they could have negotiated like a decade ago as streaming popped off See, and became the thing. That's the most interesting and, thing. And I've now heard. and now could have buoyed could have buoyed their theater business and kept it open and kept it going for those limited things right now, you know, like the big Dolby theater experiences. Yes. Right now. They could have get, so so it, when theaters reopened, we could have had like you know we find people like VOD and they had the infrastructure for that. So now that people are watching their their uh, movie theater things on VOD instead, now we have it, now it's in the hands of like Amazon. Now it's in the hands of Comcast. Now it's in the hands of everybody like you know the the, the big companies that handle cable and handle um, uh, pretty much anywhere you would rent something. Pretty much anywhere where you would rent this movie from is owned by like one of the big four companies that own everything. Right. right? Yeah. So, so you know, it, that's very it, interesting. I've never could heard have been AMC's court. I've never heard anyone. I mean, I'm just stupid and not reading the right shit. But I never. This was the first time I heard someone say like, "Oh, it, the theaters should have a streaming service or a direct to consumer." I thing. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like, because they have the they have the exclusive distribution uh, agreements, right? Uh, yeah, like, but like, I would like, imagine you can't just like give those films to smaller theaters generally. I'm sure there's more to it, but what I'm saying is that like they've had 10 years to read the writing on the wall and know that this was coming. But if the studios didn't want to play ball with that, I mean, but also I would now finish Nick. Sorry. No, I was I was gonna say I would imagine that it's more like like don't you think that there would be some pushback from studios of being like we I'm sure I'm sure there I'm sure there would, but what I'm saying is that like this is something this this wall this doomsday scenario is something you could have seen coming if pandemic didn't make this happen. This would have come within the next 20 years anyway, I believe. I, maybe yeah, in the I next so 20 too. years, but I do think that, like, we wouldn't be having – like, it wouldn't be as real of a thing if this hadn't just happened, if there wasn't a f- virus. Sure. You know? Oh, definitely. I mean, like, but, like, dude, if, even if you read, like, the – like, studios – or not studios, theaters in Georgia, Texas, the, there's, like, four states where theaters are, like, trying to reopen, and it sounds like a fucking nightmare. Like, they're putting – they're, like, installing plexiglass, like, between the seats. They're only letting it uh, be filled to, like – I think it's, like, 25% capacity, and they're just they're just screening, like, whatever movies they can get the rights to. I was reading some interview where, like, the owner of a, of a theater, he was like, we're getting some movie from Sony. I don't know what it is yet. I know that it's not – not La La Land. <laughs> but then isn't that funny because yeah. then people go. You know, you know, that's like there's probably like that's like a passive aggressive like subtweet at some guy who keeps asking him like, hey, are we going to get La La Land in? Oh, shit. <laughs> like, I told you every week. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just jumping the gun. He's like, read my yeah. releases. I'm, You're going to watch. All I know is that it's not La La Land. Tony, you're gonna watch it Art School Confidential, and you're gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ten- Listen, kid, it's the original Suspiria. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say the Tenant trailer has dropped. Uh, red alert. Okay. Well, uh, apparently that movie's the barometer. Did you? Because I posted that article. Because I have a bet with Michael, and I and I need the three hundred dollars. Um, about well, the future. So hang on. I, I will just say before we go into this, I, I didn't know anything about this, but I've been posting about Scooby Doo nonstop on Twitter. Uh, and Sammy Paul sent me a message that said, like, uh, he, he dies halfway through and he needs to complete the end of his mission knowing that he's going to die. And I was like, um, Scooby-Doo? Because I, no, I had no clue. I did not know what this was yet. Like, now, now I understand that there's, like, a tra- he's just, you know, trying to guess the, the end. But now that there is a trailer... I fully understand he's not talking about <laughs> Scooby Doo, but, but but also he's kind of talking about Scooby Doo. Sure, yeah, That's I not... mean, I guess like at the very very end of the film. 
it's not completely wrong. Well, um, yeah. So this is apparently like the last, the last uh, gasp for theaters or something. Well, no. Very Bradley says in theaters only or something <sighs> at the end of the. So the article I read and they didn't name. There was another like they talked to like another uh, person who worked at, an, at, a, at another big studio, one of the big four, however many fucking studios, big studios there are, and they said basically they're waiting to see how Tenet does. And if it doesn't do as well as they're expecting, then, like, all the theaters are backing off from, like, releasing movies to theater um, until, like, the end of December. Wow. And that's just, that, just, that, that I mean, that, that could obviously change. You know, something could happen. We could develop a vaccine. Um, but that is, like, the playbook right now. Yeah, but even then, if they did that, wouldn't, like, it's not like we would have, I'm not, I'm not going to CVS anytime soon, even if it happened tomorrow with the, with the vaccine. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I don't well, know. I, What's I, your point? I, I just meant uh, to your point. Like, I don't even even if that happened right now. Oh, like, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, we, it's not like this would all truly be wrapped up. What you're saying, you wouldn't go out to theaters if it just went out to theaters right now. I don't understand what you mean. I I thought you were making the point of like I was responding to you saying they're going to be closed until December unless something happens, unless there's like a vaccine or blah 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 blah. The things won't even it wouldn't happen until December or whatever. Right. No, no, right. well, no, but what I'm they're saying, saying is even if right now that happened, I don't know, like, would we really get it? Would we all be okay by then even? No, it would take, it would obviously take some time for everybody to get it. Um, but, but I, but I, but it's not just that. It's also like, it's also, they're talking just purely on like the performance of Tenet in theaters. Yeah. Like it's bizarre. Cause, cause you, you need to, <laughs> this is a time when I think it's very important to be a smart and savvy consumer and to kind of look at double speak. So when, when they say things like, you know, we're not going to release a movie until December. They're not saying that it'll be safe in December for people to go back to theaters. They're saying we think consumer confidence will probably be high enough by the end of the year that people are you know, going to be kind of skirting their restrictions and kind of saying, fuck it, and then making right. the choice to go out. Um, and, and it really is just like, you know, at the risk of sounding like a like a like a radical, it is real just like death cult shit. Like it's, it's me. It's <laughs> it, it. Those are the facts. Like every business is now playing the odds of like, OK, are people just going to fucking go outside anyway? Because yeah. we're going to just do business. And if the, if society and the world and the United States is willing to just kind of bear the brunt and the death toll of that to continue business, then we're just kind of going to go with the flow because you've seen a lot of going with the flow. Every every state in the union is reopening in some capacity, every single one. Despite there being n- no increase in Zero testing and, and no yeah. vaccine for yeah. virus, and we're, <laughs> like and we're, and nothing, like, and, nothing has changed. And like, dude, I have a little tracker that I check every day just to be like, okay, another two thousand. All right, it's going up steadily, and it's like nothing. It hasn't even it, it never dropped off. Like not really. And if it yeah. did, then like there was like, there was a catch up two weeks later because everyone thought it was fine. Right. Sorry, I didn't it's mean like to the- turn this. No, no, no. This no. Is I, part I, of it. I think it's important because this is this is absolutely this is part and parcel to the movie industry right now. I don't know. It's, it's like that. It's that, you know, that shit where I, I think the analogy I gave was like, it's like cleaning your room. Like you get set to your room because your room's a fucking mess. You just kind of dick around in your room for three hours. And then you're like, God, I'm sick of being in my room. But you haven't cleaned the room. <laughs> yes. Like you've done nothing. And you're like, all right, well, it's time to go out. It's like, but no, you, you can't. Like you you have things to do. Um, maybe I don't understand it. Maybe I'm completely <sighs> missing something super key and important. But it feels to me like like businesses like capital at large is convincing us to just play the odds um, totally Do you, you know what no, that's what they're doing more more bare more barefaced than ever yeah or maybe not but this is maybe, what, maybe more double-faced than the ever. the thing that drives me completely insane which i know i'm preaching to the choir here and also it's not like the only person making this point but like what's driving me wild is that everyone who is like advocating just go the fuck out just do whatever you want i'm sick of being inside 
their reason is like this this sense that something something evil is happening like while they're inside like there's this idea like that them being kept in inside and be scared like what no one's getting anything from everybody being scared right now and from the economy right. tanking like there's no who's the winner i don't understand what like everyone seems to think like well, i'm not gonna like these fear mongering fuckers i'm gonna go out and buy my ice cream and i'm like well, who but who's winning i don't understand who, who do you well, think is getting I, something I mean, from this without without condescending to poor people because i mean i understand a lot of the people i understand why a lot of people are protesting because they need fuck they need fucking money dude like because they because they, they told I everybody get. to stay home I and they totally didn't right cancel the rent but they and not to be condescending but like they're advocating for themselves in a counterproductive way where they should yeah. really be out protesting for like a nut for like a better stimulus bill for more for, because the government did this if the government tells you that you have to stay home and then doesn't provide you with the means to support yourself th- that the pro like, you know, fuck, fuck people like Andrew Cuomo. Sorry, right. I, 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 oh, I just, don't know. So about. I empathize. I empathize yeah, so like with to, them. But but they're doing they're yeah, going to, about it the to wrong hand way. wave away to hand wave away the idea that cool, well, because these people are out there to, to be clear. I think that a vast majority of the people protesting are just like dumbasses that listen to too much conservative radio and feel like they're making some kind of a point. Well, right, against a tyrannical I, government that is led by their guy some uh, somehow. Right, I'm not talking <laughs> like, exactly. Like they are against yes. the government, that, but love they are against the government, but love the president and the police. So I don't know who who's right. the part they don't like. I'm, I'm not saying I um, completely understand the job thing and the and the they're not being provided what you need to survive when you're being told to fucking not work. Like I complete that makes the complete sense to me. It's it's the well, what I'm, I'm answering. I'm answering your question. That's uh, I, like the people that that like oh who's who's gaining? Nobody's really gaining. They've just convinced themselves that they are making some kind of like larger point about their about their freedom and about their uh, right. So they're not like ability to express themselves and ability to express their rights, even if they don't listen. Man, by taking the fucking mask off. Yeah, but here's <laughs> here's it's pure selfishness. Here's what drives it's pure me crazy selfishness about this. And, and nonsense. I feel like the same the same people. Who are saying that? And the same people who are saying like something is being taken from me, like a right or a freedom is being taken from me. If the COVID nineteen virus was walking around and it was killing people visually, and people were watching it, and it was like this threat that was this real thing that they could put their eyes on, there would be like the wartime <laughs> spirit. They would be like, "No, we have to hey. hunker down and stay in and." You know, we can get through this and let's just protect our families and blah, blah, blah. Can but, I hit you? Can I hit you with some realness? Yeah, go ahead. They don't see it because a majority of these people protesting are white and the majority of the people that have the virus are black and brown. Whew. That's the realness. Jinkies. Uh, it's it's <laughs> dispro- <laughs> disproportionately affected black and Latino people. How, um, li- how long were you holding on to jinkies? <laughs> in this I was waiting. <laughs> yeah. Hit them with the jinkies. Uh, it's a really, I think that explains, no, just straight up, I think that yeah. explains a lot of it. People just like, people have been cuped inside for three months and they're like, well, I don't know anybody that's got it. Or like, totally. maybe they know a handful well, of old also, people I mean, that have died of it. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's also, I'm seeing people from states or from areas, let alone a state, a town that just isn't hit in the same way. So they're like, well, what the fuck's going on? And then they're saying that, but then the problem is then you have people in a big city or somewhere like, being like, yeah, what is going on? I agree with this person yeah. who lives in a thirteen-person town. I'm not seeing yep. any effects <laughs> of this. I'm gonna go stand in the, my the the center of this metropolis. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, right? It's, I'll tell you something. 
uh, uh, individualism is a mind disease. Mind virus. Uh, so, yes, it's a mind virus. Collectivism is the, the core of society. Uh, if, if you believe that you are an individualist, you are an idiot. Thank you. When the ghosts and ghouls attack, Scooby eats a Scooby snack. <laughs> like Zoink Scoob, it's the specter of communism. That was a so, really, <laughs> that was such a good shaggy. That was a pretty good shaggy. I they know. should have hired you instead of fucking Will Forte. <laughs> Will Forte. Dude, this is the first time, to get back to, get back to the important issue, Scoob, this is the first time <laughs> that I have thoroughly not enjoyed Will Forte in something. Yeah. I, he's not doing a great job. I really didn't like him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry. I guess I should be, no, some, should no. be something more constructive. But. No, no. I get it. Dude. I'm just trying to think of Scooby-Doo parodies. I can't, I can't think of anything fresh. <laughs> What's some Scooby-Doo? COVID's come for you. Dude, do you remember there was a Scooby- <laughs> I used to watch every, every time I would get sick. The only thing that would make me feel better was, uh, did you ever see Scooby-Doo and meets the Boo Brothers? Where Scooby-Doo uh, faces off, or Scooby-Doo and Shaggy face off against the ghost of a Confederate general. <laughs> like, on oh like my god, slave. yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, dude, on like a, basically, on, on like what is 100% like a slave plantation in the South. It's basically Scooby-Doo meets Robert E. Lee. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Why didn't we see that in Scoob? <laughs> Roots! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what did you Scooby-Doo voice? I'm gonna talk yeah, for I'm one second did. about... The Blue Beetle. What the hell's his name? The Blue Falcon. Blue Falcon. Blue Falcon. That was, dude, that was Mark Wahlberg. I had no yeah. idea. Um, I dude, hated doing his it. best Ryan Reynolds. I hated it. Yeah, and I hated it. I hated not even it wasn't his fault. It wasn't anybody. It was you know, no. I don't know whose fault it was. But how present the story was of the person who doesn't want to be it was just frustrating where you like, I don't know. I just wasn't even like it. It didn't, it wasn't fun. I didn't care. Yeah. And the, the, the arc was stupid. And, and also just the, a great example of the million different voices here of somebody really wanted large adult son in this movie. Right. Like oh a my twi- God. Like a Twitter joke. Right. Like, oh, here's blue Falcon's large adult son. Like who, like who is that for? What, what, what weird Twitter personalities do you follow that you're hoping you're, you're making laugh with this? Uh, Tim, you there's, that, there's that's who, that. That's that's the age of people taking kids to movies now, or like people who think that well, large adult son is funny. But that's that's what I and that was my breakdown of the Simon Cal. Sorry, not to go too far afield, but that was my breakdown of the Simon Cal theme. Is that like it really is just a let's get let's get every demographic here. It's like okay, so we got this cartoon show from the seventies that's got boomers, and and now like millennials have kids, so and they remember American Idol, so now we have these like references that in cartoons we watched as kids used to be for our parents are now for us. Um, right. And then they have a popular song for like the teenagers, and then they also have silly cartoon characters singing for young kids. Oh my god! It literally is just like out of a fucking machine. <sighs> sorry, I'm sorry, I, Dom. What were you saying? I, I went on. Uh, no, that I was went. Great. Uh, I don't remember what the fuck. On I was one. I, just, I don't remember, man. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, I don't fucking. I don't fucking. You know what's great? Man. The Dark Knight is a good movie. It's very good. It's a pretty. It's a pretty good movie. Oh, you watch it, Tim? Just, just a little bit longer, Tim. It's what? good. Oh, I guess you know we should we should talk about that because Nolan has a movie coming out. And yeah. I think that that's where you wanted to go with Tenet, right? Uh, I'm sure. I know you. I know sure. that that's where you wanted to lead to because you've been watching Dark Knight lately. So tell me about it. Well, I watched the whole Nolan trilogy recently. Okay. Um, and it's you know it is exactly as you remember. Like all you just your opinions, whatever <laughs> whatever your opinions are on all three of them. That's what it, it it is still that. I will say I mm-hmm. was less like 
viscerally upset by the Dark Knight Rises, and I saw more mm-hmm. of the like, oh, it was up to very cool stuff. There was some interesting thematic ideas, which is you could probably surmise Christopher Nolan's career a little bit like that, like interesting thematic mm-hmm. ideas, because he, he he is that guy. And I was I was talking with Ryan about it, and I was realizing like, oh, he's these Batman's. Be, were, were received so well, and especially Dark Knight, let alone Batman Begins, was also this way. But Christopher Nolan's whole vibe, he's not a very... doesn't really care about human people, I don't think, too terribly much. Because mm-hmm. um, all of his... All the truly sweet human stuff that he tries to do in, like, Interstellar, that doesn't land for me. I don't feel the closeness. He's more interested in themes. He's more interested in... The, the the metaphor of what a scene and why these two characters are diametrically opposed mm-hmm. and what that means for the larger philosophical right. battle that's happening in the overall fucking story of the movie, which is why him doing Batman versus the Joker worked out so well and why it was so interesting. And it's just a crime movie with these big highfalutin, you know, ideological, you know, battles happen. And listen, I'm, 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 I don't mean to sound so like, well, I don't understand what your point is. I'm saying he was <laughs> – I think he was the, the he was the right guy to make those movies because that's like what people – I'm going to say something. Maybe this is people who, who are huge Batman fans aren't going to like this. But to me, that is like Batman stuff and it is more about these larger – like it's question, It's all question marks. You know, it's all like, well, is this right? It's all about morality and is, is this okay and where's the line and what's good and evil and – you know what I mean? Right. And – He's the guy who's you know, more interested in, in weaving a literal entire movie, let alone a literal entire trilogy, around the question marks of themes and and those kinds of like and and that's every conversation that everybody has in these movies are like metaphors. They're all like almost nothing happens in the movies that truly have to do with Bruce Wayne or yeah, like, like the character, like it's even, it's all the force of order. Yeah, and here. even yeah. when he's talking about Rachel and whatever that stuff, it's all it's all Rachel. serving this larger uh, concept of like a rela- a certain kind of relationship or a certain kind of man and woman. Like, right. do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no I, I I think I, I agree with you. Like, I just think that it's not deftly put together. Like that's my, my Dark I think my like. Well, no, just in terms of there's no, like, yes, all those themes are there, but I, there isn't a single person in that movie that I connect with. And so all, that's the thing with Nolan movies is they really push me away because I'm not able to get invested in any of the actual, like, characters. And I all it also feels like he's really eager to show you how much he's thinking about all of those themes. That's that's exactly I, I what think, I mean. That's exactly what I mean. I, I think I agree with you on, the, on that last point. Um, he, he does get a little, but, like, I think that that's also his strength as a filmmaker I don't think I'm very invested in any of the characters either, but it's fucking moving. Dark Knight's fucking moving. It also just functions as a crime. I know this is a very hack point, but it, it functions as a crime and thriller movie effectively, as well as a Batman movie. <laughs> so even if, even if you're not like, I, I just I think that the plot is is fucking fun. I think that the twists are are pretty good. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just small brain. Maybe my brain. No, is no, too I'm, damn no I'm, that's not. I'm, you're I'm, not. It's good. But you're. That's you're, not you're, what you're saying. right, Because I agree. Like when I think about why do I like it, I like it because I'm also very. I don't think this is necessarily how I am as like a, a writer or anything, or it's at least not where my attention lies. But as far as the things I like, I really, really like story stuff like that. I'm very that titillates me. I'm titillated by 
the concept of a sequence and of like, let's set up these stakes and then let's watch it. Oh no, he's in the truck. No, me yeah. too. You know? Of course. But I just like, I, fi- I either find his execution to be like oddly sloppy. Like some of the fight scenes in the dark Knight, I'm just like baffled at like the way that they're shot in yeah. the choreography. And so it like, I, I think all that stuff is really fun. But then when the execution either feels I don't want to say it feels like an afterthought. It's, I guess it's just not to my liking. Like, it's just, it's, he's just doing something that doesn't line up with what I like to see aesthetically. Or I feel you. I know exactly what you're talking sure. about. Cause I, and that's, I think the, the reason maybe it's like why I like this movie so much or why it, it still vibes for me is because like it, t- it, I'm, I'm enough interested in those big thematic things that when it is just a weird static shot of, static shock when yeah. when it, it we're just a static <laughs> shot of batman just like elbowing people and then punching the other person in front of him and it doesn't look particularly like powerful cool. and yeah, it's kind of yeah, like yeah. clunky and he's heavy and everything looks cumbersome i'm not bothered because like that's not what's exciting right. me in this batman movie i'm not as excited right. about the choreography which is similarly which you know what nick it's probably why when you watch B- Batman versus Superman, Uh-oh. you you have a better visceral reaction to that because Batman's he's fucking swooping around and it is and we, there's no doubt in anybody's mind that Zack Snyder is like a great visual filmmaker, sure. and visual storyteller. Yeah. He knows but how to I, place but, everybody. So I would all, I guess the flip side of that is the I I like the themes and and they're not and I agree they're not executed nearly as well. Like their theme, there are a lot of themes that resonate with me in BBS, but they're kind of just like all over the place. It's like a v- fucking. I would compare it to well, like let's a v- see let's see if they organize them in the Snyder cut. Yeah, I mean, look, man, I'm. <laughs> it's I, happening. I think I think maybe I don't know. We're talking about a multi-film character arc. I mean, you know, very lofty stuff. But people are saying that's <laughs> happening. And it's, so some people are saying it's very good, but some people, you know, it, there's a lot of different outcomes. Uh, t- Nick, I can't even. Sometimes I can't even hear. I'm watching. I don't. It. I don't know if you can fi- can even hear the transition in your voice when you go from no. from Nick Aldershaw <laughs> to Donald Trump. I don't even know if you realize it anymore. I, I do want to. I would do want to go back to a point that that you made a little bit earlier about. Uh, we'll bring this bird into a close. But I, I, this <laughs> I is forgot this I've been, is Scoob. Yeah. <laughs> Also, a bird into a clothes is absolutely we'll not an idiom. Bird. A bird we're gonna put this a, bird gonna put in some clothes. I'm gonna put this bird in my clothes. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get out of this pet store well, yeah, ASAP. Listen, Why yeah, the fuck exactly are all these birds naked? <laughs> uh, when you uh, put the bird in your clothes, it is definitely time to leave. It's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> You try to Security like you see. can't even make a smooth exit because the bird is flat. Like, right. people are like, okay, Nick, do you want? You can just go, just leave, just say just goodbye. Go, just go, just go. Yeah, everyone else is also right, in good. support of it. Okay, but 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 thematically, I just thought that. Okay, uh, I, I did want to say that when you talk about Batman being these big ideological questions, it, it makes me think about how adaptation and just like uh, how it could kind of shape the shape of an IP. Um, because I do think that for a lot of people, you know, Batman is is the bright colors. Or for a lot of people, Batman is that like 60s show. For a lot of people, um, Batman is like the cartoons. You know, it's like very, very dynamic and, and very movie and hitty. Um, but for I think Dark Knight did a great job of kind of shaping Batman, like people's understanding of Batman as being that. And I think that most people think of Batman as that, as like darkness. Like, I mean, that's the joke. Yeah. Like, there's a whole Lego movie about that, like, doing that as as the bit. Um, I think that Marvel has an interesting opportunity with X-Men, 
because they're talking about introducing X-Men into, into the Marvel Cinematic Universe to avoid that pitfall of where the 2000s movie kind of made the whole thing about like identity. Like we're, we're on the run. We're hated. We're hated for what they are. Because I was, I was reading a lot of, lot of X-Men recently, and it is insane. It is an insane <laughs> book. It is an insane thing where they, like, often go to, like, alternate dimensions where uh, a, a, a horrible demon has his own TV channel, and they have to fight him. Like, it's not <laughs> – it's about so much. Oh, yeah. That's what he like, wants? Like, Nightcrawler is from hell, actually. Um, and, and I think, like – His name is it, Oprah. It I wanted to go some weird places. I want it to be the 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 Doctor Strange energy of just like being all over the place because like like I think that the movies really shaped the the horrible hunt for identity and and everybody hates us for what we are and and kind of made that just the the only thing anyone knows about X Men. Right. Um, so I hope some I hope to do some cool shit with it, please. Yeah, I didn't mean listen. Deadpool's a good start if you love <laughs> if you love Batman and I really just fucking. Boiled him down oh, in the shut wrong up. way. I'm sorry about shut it. Shut up. No, say no, whatever you want to say. They're gonna, they're gonna. Don't put. He's apologizing for his stance on <laughs> Batman. Apologizing for what may be. I don't read a lot of Batman. I mean, like I like Batman, but it's mostly because of these movies and because of like the cartoon when I was a kid. So I, I don't know. Well, Did I just? But it's like I, I don't know. That, but that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's totally valid. Like if that's your that's not I'm not saying that like well you know that's what the normies think I'm saying that like from the comics there are there are like different like it's just different yeah. things to different people I guess I was into there's no like owls way that Batman is when they did the owl thing a few however yeah. fucking decade ago however long that, that was, shit is cool that was cool but and again, I'm, inter- I'm interested in that being the video game from the rumors oh that's the fun. adaptation of that arc yeah but it was also even that I'm th- I'm thinking about it and I'm like that was kind of just about like it wasn't even like about Bruce Wayne necessarily it was about like Batman as the character we know whose domain is Gotham City, what if he found out he didn't know it as well and there were actually spooky owls who knew it better than right. him and they knew the alleyways and the sewers? What then, you fucking yeah. dick? Like, that was kind of the <laughs> premise. <laughs> yeah. What if there was bigger, what if there was an army of Batman that knew more and were better right. equipped? They, is this you know Ghoul? How, that's, yeah. That's a real, yeah. No, it's a real, it was a comic. What'd you say? <laughs> said, this, are you guys talking about Ghoul? <laughs> Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> court of Owls of Gahul. Yeah. <laughs> the court Neat. of the Guardians. Anyways. Uh, scoop. All right. What else? We're done, right? That's it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's Did, fine. I talked way too we much. I'm sorry, game. guys. I got deep into this scotch. You didn't. You didn't. I, I'm looking. <clears throat> I'm looking at my my voice thing, and it shows a lot of spikes for me. So I think I did the talking. Oh, okay. And Nick talked sometimes. I think Nick. Yeah. Nick didn't really talk that much. I said what I needed yeah, I to say. Yeah, yeah, I did talk. Closing you know, remarks. Well, I'll tell you what. Do you know what's so interesting about you? Yeah. The different. Uh, there's a big difference between me and you. I don't speak. Well, I don't speak often, but when I speak, people listen. And yeah, you. <laughs> you can't help it. Look. Do you hear yourself? Did you just hear the way you fell off at the end of that? Listen. <laughs> but when I speak, people listen. You know, like yeah, you speak, can't, you know, folks. Well, it's. I mean, so I mean, some people would say that it's very true, but. <laughs> when you will go, you have a, we just have different methods. We have different. You'll go. You're try. You when you talk, you're trying to find it, and you'll and maybe you find it a couple minutes later, and people God. have to stick with you. But when I, I'm a little bit more precise when I speak. And I know you're joking, think, but that's very true. Like that is how I am. Uh, should we play a game? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Which, which one do you? Yeah. Let's do. Um, let's do predictive text because I don't want to try to coordinate. I want to do that as well. So I'm sorry that you don't want to do it, but I, I really do. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank so, you. <laughs> can we do? We'll do. We'll do the text first. How's that? 
All right, so this movie's called Scoob, and uh, <laughs> with an you exclamation type that into... point. Yep. Oh, is it really? Oh, I'm afraid so, my friend. Okay, Scoob with an exclamation point. Is it all caps? Uh, a word, not an acronym, but it is all caps. Uh, so basically, in this game, you are going to type S-C-O-O-B, exclamation point. And using your phone's predictive text, you are going to build a uh, small review of the film. It can You can use any of the three options. You could use as much punctuation as you'd like. Uh, it just has to make sense. Put it in your phone. All right, here we go. Predict text. Uh, Damo, kick it off for us. <clears throat> Scoob. Yeah, I'm sure it's just a lot of people who are not voting for the same person, but they are the same as hell. <laughs> Political. Nah. Dom. Or uh, Nick. What's Wait, his okay. name? What the fuck is his name? His name is Nick. There's only one. Dom. That's right. Okay. Mine is really similar to Dom's, actually. Uh, Scoob. <laughs> Scoop, yeah, no, but I gotta go get some food for me. Haha, <laughs> is that the way you think you can get it? <laughs> Just truly apathetic about the film. Um, mine is Scoob is the mass I go to. <laughs> we, can, we can get together for a little bit of performance. Wink emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's very know. funny to to call Scoob a performance. <laughs> just yeah. like, ah, yes. Talking to your uh, wife. Like, how about you, what did you think of the performance? How did we gather for a bit of performance. <laughs> you and I for a small bit of serendipity. I Darling, I got, I got us two tickets to the theater tonight. <laughs> it was a marvelous performance. Trolls World Tour. Very interesting. <laughs> very fascinating. Very strange looking people. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's I'm the captain of the pin. Let's do a three-headed uh, movie critic. <laughs> is it movie critic or is it sequel writer? Which one do you want to do, Nick? Movie critic or sequel? Writer oh, let's do fucking sequel writer, right? That's fun. All right, sounds good. So in this one, um, we are each going to say one word, going in a circle. Um, in this case, it's going to be let's say Dom, Tim, Nick, uh, and we are going to keep saying one word until it's a complete sequel to the movie Scoob. Yes. Okay. A 95-page so, uh, document, and no no sooner do we end. Mm-hmm. Dom to Nick. Dom to Nick. Dom to Nick. Dom to Nick. Okay. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. We aren't going far with this character, period. <laughs> so, oh, is that it? Okay. We, we know. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry, sorry. We are going far with this character. All right. Uh, he... Originally was a fun-loving cartoon cat. My, there was a period there, uh, my <laughs> angry daughter made me erase <laughs> the cat parts now, I'm a. Now I'm a employee of Warner Brothers. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so sure, we aren't going far with this character. Originally, he was a fun-loving cartoon cat, but my angry daughter made me erase the cat parts. 
Now I'm an employee at Warner Brothers. <laughs> My fate was sealed. <laughs> That's a good one. That might be yeah. the best one in a while. Uh, Very good. <laughs> Cat parts is really fucking yeah. getting me. Yeah. <laughs> like there was just last actually there was a little fun fact I read that they were trying to get Scooby Doo made and it was originally going to be about a band that solves mysteries and they had a dog but the dog wasn't as big of a part. Um, and then when I was reading a Smithsonian article that was about uh, how when. Bobby Kennedy was assassinated and he was very anti-violence. There was this whole campaign about getting violent imagery and especially in kids' cartoons off of the air. And then there was this rush of wanting instead of like, you know, Johnny Quest and Space Ghost and stuff, they wanted like nicer things. And then they were like, hey, about that one about the band, let's make it more about the dog. And it's about a cute dog and they solve mysteries and it's never a real monster. It's always people. Right. Well, they, it's funny because they, the Scooby-Doo template, and I feel like they did the, the band with it because there was also... The Scooby-Doo template was used in, like, Jabberjaw. It was used in that fucking Buggy show. Right. It, I want to say they were, yeah, like, like, five... Yeah, like, Jabberjaw, the one with the... With, yeah. With the Jeep. Have you ever read... Yeah, the Pussycats. Have you ever read about, like, the lesser-known... Sorry to make the episode go long, but have you ever read, like, the lesser-known, like, uh, Hanna-Barbera cartoons? Because they just churned them out. And they're what do you so... Mean, Hanna-Barbera sucks. And I feel like that that's a point I didn't get to on this episode. Just do but it now. The idea of a, we'll a, the idea of a Hanna-Barbera film universe is dis- is awful. <laughs> like all the Anna Barbera cartoons are bad. They're, they're terrible. Not, they're not particularly funny and they're bad animation. They were made for they were cheap shitty cartoons made to put on the air and make a bunch of money quickly. There was a they had a they had a cartoon called um I think it was called The Partridge Family 3000 AD. And it was, <laughs> I'm not kidding. And it was the Partridge family. That was what happened when you were, you got a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. If you were famous for any reason, you also got a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Like, so, like they just threw it in the contract. And I think there's, I think you find some clips of it online, but they just use the backgrounds from the Jetsons. But it's the Partridge That's awesome. family. The Jetsons. Oh, I guess because yeah. it was year 3000. All right. Yeah. I will, this isn't, um, this isn't Hanna-Barbera, but this is one of my favorite like cartoon stories. Like when, when Rambo first came out, uh, I, I think that like for, for some strange reason, there was like a toy line and they adapted the toy line into a, a TV show. And I think that like the first it, it got terrible ratings, obviously, because it's like a Saturday morning Rambo cartoon show. It's, you know, like doing a movie about like a veteran with PTSD, like <laughs> killing cops coming to get him in the in the in the woods. Um <laughs> But like I, I think that for some reason, I guess people, it's just the coked up 80s and there had already been like a syndication order just because it was like a Sly Stallone thing. So 52 episodes of the Rambo cartoon show were made. Dude, you watch 52 episodes of it. That was such a thing. There was a Toxic Avenger kids cartoon um, in the late 80s, early 90s. And like, ugh, well, that makes a little bit more sense, like adapt, adapting that concept. But like Rambo is literally like the concept right. of Rambo is. I get like you know, I get the trauma thing is a little bit more kid friend. Well, I, I don't know that movie no. can get pretty uh, it, insane. I, it reminded me. I'm sorry, I keep meaning to not. I'll 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 shut no, up in a second. It's totally fine. This is a, it's a show people like to listen to. It. Um, yeah. Um, speak for so, yourself. Yeah, speak for yourself. 
The, when I saw Chappie, I saw Chappie in theaters, and that was like, I feel like Chappie, we very much were like, you know, in the 80s, all those movies were like rated R, but like clearly kids were fans of them. I, I do, I also think that like legitimately kids were like fans of Rambo. I think there were kids like going into that movie that shouldn't have been. Sure. And when I saw, like my experience seeing Chappie was like realizing like, oh, this is a modern like R-rated kids movie. When I saw Chappie in the theater, there were like fucking like 10 kids under the age of 10 cheering every time Chappie like you know bashed a drug dealer's head in and I'm just yeah. like I guess <laughs> but the problem yeah. with Chappie is that it was also like set in like the drug underworld in like a really dirty looking way yeah like at least I don't know maybe it's because now I look at we look at those 80s movies as like they have a gloss to them but that I guess at the time that was gritty and cool right yeah yeah but I, I just remember like that was I, I remember like in in the theater, listening to these, like, you know, single-digit kids cheer for Chappie, I was like, oh, this is like that fucking Rambo cartoon. This is yeah. an R-rated property, like, for children. Yeah. So they should do that for uh, for Scooby-Doo. What's the rumor of the Scooby-Doo, the James Gunn one, was, like, supposed to be PG-13 or something? And well, they, it, the, yeah. they clearly shot a PG-13 movie, dude. They cut it. Yeah, like, if you watch that movie, it kind of is. It already is a parody of Scooby-Doo. There's a, there are a bunch of like cutaways that are clearly sequences from longer uh, scenes that that just get like they're relegated to like a like Daphne just like telling you like I swear to God there's a scene where Daphne just like recounts how she got there and you see like what was clearly a way more elaborate action sequence but it's just like a quick yeah is that movie funny was the first one good um Let's it's watch it. I feel like it's next yeah. time on Reasonable Beef it's definitely better Woo! than Scoob all right wait we were talking about maybe doing that. It's we'll summer, it summer of Scoob, baby. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. All right. All right, baby. Reasonable Beefs, Summer of Scoob. Watch along with us. Next up, James Gunn's 2001. Yeah. Two, how, what year is that? 2000. James, James Gunn. How, how about this? How about James Gundolfini? I don't know how <laughs> I feel about that. Uh, it's, it's fucking drama. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. You won me hey, over. Hey, get the fucking ball. <laughs> His head, you smash his head, it looks like a capicool. Uh, anyway, bye. Um, kiss my ass. I love you all. Oh, yeah. This was fun, guys. Thanks for having me.